following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by the Best Burger Campaign at your local McDonald's of Michigan. You can celebrate McDonald's making some small changes to its burger lineup that will have a huge impact on flavor. They're too juicy and tasty to resist. So stop by and try one of the best burgers in Michigan at your local McDonald's. Fridays on the Huge Show are presented by McDonald's of Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's our number two on a football Friday on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show in our great state. Uh, you can find us on 19 stations for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And also Superfly puts together the all-night, all-day replay. So today's show will replay in its entirety every three hours, 6 p.m. until Monday at 3. That is nonstop Rizzy in the hizzy. Nonstop me. If you just want to play us for a marathon, you can do it. And by the way, Jeff Risden from Lions Wire and Draft Wire, part of the USA Today Network, one of our Lions NFL insiders. He's in studio uh, the next couple of hours. So thehugeshow.net for the stream. Uh, search The Huge Show on the iHeart app, wherever you get mobile service. You can listen any way you want to anywhere in the world. Today we will discuss what happened last Sunday uh, in the Seattle loss at home. We'll look ahead to a 2-0 Atlanta Falcons team, which is one of the great stories right now early on in the NFL. We'll check out the update on the Bears. Do they have any players or coaches left? Uh, we'll we'll get a full update oh, no. from Risden on that. Uh, what about Minnesota? Are they going to win a game uh, this year, are the Packers no. for real? No. I, I just go back, Rizzy. <laughs> I, I look at that game Sunday. I was there in Ford Field. And the fact that the Packers lost to the Falcons, that Chicago is 0-2, Minnesota 0-2, you really had a chance after two games to separate yourself to a point. A, a game lead over the Packers, you still will play them twice. Two-game lead over the Vikings and the Bears. I'm talking inside the NFC North. That loss, the more I think about it, the more it still bothers me. It's a missed opportunity, isn't oh, it? Oh, it was. And we've seen that all of our lives with the Lions. And I can't get over Dan Campbell uh, telling the media after the game and again on Monday that settling for a tie in overtime was his plan. That doesn't fit anything Campbell does. It doesn't mesh with how he handled the rest of the game. That's for sure. And that's something that we have tried to, I don't necessarily say hold, hold his feet to the fire on, but we've, we've pressed him on it. You know, why, what is your thought process when you're going for it? Instead of taking a, a, 
a makeable but not guaranteed field goal early on when you wouldn't have needed to do anything, the field goal at the end would have, would have won it for you. That's something that I think he's got to wrestle with. And he's talked about it. He had, he had that same issue with the Minnesota game last year uh, where he you know didn't, wasn't necessarily happy with the outcome of his own decisions. And I wish that he would lean more on his staff and the people that he trusts in those situations because I, I do think that he gets away from that. I think he's very calculated, especially in the first half where you see him being aggressive and going for it. And in general, we like that. And in general, the analytics love that. But you can't always play to what's on the paper. Sometimes you gotta you got to think a little bit and, and understand, like, okay, if I miss this, if I miss this field goal, they're going to get, like, the early field goal, I'll go back to that for a second. It would have been, they would have gotten the ball at the 38-yard line. Your defense went out and forced, um, they, they ran four plays. They, they got a first down on first down, and then they got a three, three out. So your defense rose up and did that. So you have engendered confidence in your defense. Like, yeah, I, I believe that you guys can make this stop if we don't make this. That's fu- and, and there's value to that, definitely. Anybody who's played football knows that. When your coaches believe in you, like, yeah, man, I got, I got your back, coach. I got that. But when you go at the end and you don't trust your offense, which is your better unit, that's, that's not the message that you want to send. And I, I think he understands that, and I hope that he can process that into actual game situations this Sunday because I have a feeling this Atlanta's a good football team. This is going to be a close game. Like You're going to need to take advantage of the opportunities that you get and do better at that. And Dan Campbell, he struggled with that throughout his career. Uh, even If you go back to Miami when he was an interim coach, one of the knocks on him was that he didn't necessarily chase points at the right time. And end of that game, we talked about it right, right before we came on air. How do you not take one shot in the end zone? How do you not try once to win? Just one. Give me one, Dan. One. I'm tired of September's being a learning curve for Dan Campbell as the Lions head coach. I, I really am yeah. tired of that. 0-10-1, 1-6, the starts uh, speak for themselves. You mentioned at Miami. Uh, you look at Campbell at the end of that game. When you know your defense was not playing well, and they had a couple of stops, I know when you're down ten, right? You had a couple of stops to, uh, or to give it, or to get a shot to come back, right? And and they time, did. right? That you know your best players on the field are outside of Barnes, at least according to Pro Football Focus, four of the top five rated players are all offensive players after the Seattle game and you don't take a shot to the end zone to end it and not give Seattle a chance to win that flip, that is not the grit on the big sign outside of Ford Field. That is not Dan Campbell in that game going for it on fourth down three times. Rizzy? I'm with you on that, and I think most fans are with you on that. Oh, they were. Trust me, I was sitting in that end zone, (laughs) and when we're walking out, uh, it was the first time outside of that Lions watch party I had after the Minnesota game, those two games have been games where people really question, does Dan Campbell know what in the hell he's doing? Yeah. And th- there was a whole lot of that. Um, there were a lot of people that were calling for his head. I'm certainly not condoning no. that. That's the, the no, uh, because there's <laughs> just, just no, <laughs> but it's right to question him on that. And I think that the, I, I will give some credit to those of us in the media room. I think we have done a pretty good job of that this week. And making him think about why he made the decision that he did. 
Because you're right, it's completely incongruent with how he approaches the game. You got to. You are so well educated with the words you use on this show. Superflies peeling through a thesaurus which has cobwebs on it because he's never looked at it before. Thesaurus is that's a book. What that was has, that word that, you just used again? Incongruent. Is he related to John Incongruent, who used to coach the Bucks? <laughs> I feel a rizzy, like I'm on Jeopardy going, I have no shot at winning this round right now. I, uh, what does incongruent mean? It, it means it doesn't mesh with it. doesn't equal it. I, yeah. I think this is like three times in a row you've been on the show where I've heard a word used, and, and you're very educated. I'm trying to help people out. I know. A word used, Rizzy, that I've never heard before. It's awesome. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind you being the smartest guy with the vocabulary uh, in the room. Hey, I, I went to college for six years. I got to use something for it. Well, that uh, So that got your associates at Ohio. Then you do six <laughs> more to get the bachelor. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the the grad school turn at at, uh, at Virginia State didn't go so well. So. Is that you went to Virginia State? I did. Wow. Yeah. I, awesome. Uh, I, I attended an HBCU briefly uh, for grad fantastic. school. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love it, was, it. It, was, it was a great experience. Um, we wound up moving. To West Michigan from there, um, so I didn't get to continue on it, but it was yeah. It was fun. You are, I mean that in a good way. Well, educator, all right back to what we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. Did you forget what we're talking about? No, we're no. talking about Dan Campbell not <laughs> not being aggressive when he needs to be yeah, aggressive. That's, that's what I wasn't sure. We we both we're had good. that look like, uh, <laughs> hey man, it's a Friday. Took me a second. And we're still there. We got the hangover from the Lions loss. You know, because <laughs> I'm asking you, do you know what we're talking about? Because I had no idea. Yeah, we completely uh, forgot. We're burning some fumes this week. We with, are. Uh, with it, uh, you had stuff going on. You got work. You, you got, got all games, kinds of stuff. You got you draft got, wire. You got Lions wire. You got to go from here tonight to the Bird Bowl on Zeal. You got Zealand East, Zealand West, two undefeated teams. That's a close game. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Zealand West is uh, not going to say anything bad about my Zealand East chicks, but Zealand West is a better football team. Is that Coach Shillito still at Zealand West? Yeah, yeah, he's a great. He knows. One, he knows one what of he's great doing. High school coaches ever in Michigan. All right back to Dan Campbell yeah. uh, going for it. Give me one shot, Dan. It, especially when you've told us that you're not trusting your kicker because you're not letting him kick in, in either of the first two games. That was that was first field goal attempt. Like. Try one. And you talked about it. Who are your best players? Josh Reynolds. They couldn't cover Josh Reynolds in that game uh, for whatever reason. Now, I know he's, he's dinged up now. He's, he's expected to play this week, as is Amon Ross St. Brown. But give, give it a shot, man. They you got, had the mojo. The, crowd, the place was going well, they were nuts. crazy. They were nuts. You finished that. That's a legendary game. It is. Exactly. People remember that forever, how they stormed back. You, you you, did it against the Chiefs. You did it again. Instead, you're playing for a tie. The slow starts, Risden, are yeah. legit here. And I, I said this, I think, last Friday when we were at the McDonald's uh, in Granville doing the show live, that the, the one flag I have, 0-10-1 and, and the 1-6, and six, that whenever they decided – that hey we're gonna we're gonna do whatever it takes to win games. They found a way to do it in his first two years, but for some reason he gets real conservative in quench time early in the year. I, I don't understand it. Maybe too much off season to think about it and your script and everything, right? That could be. I think some of it is that Ben Johnson is still feeling out the opposing defenses uh, on offense, and maybe he wasn't comfortable. 
taking a risk. Um, taking I, a risk. They, they just came back. It, so I know, and you had all the momentum in that you, game. You, Seattle was clearly on their heels, and you didn't. They go were for throwing the, the ball punch. around on the first two plays of that drive. Didn't they get like 11, 10, and thirteen, or or ten and thirteen, you know, something like that? It was double digits. They got first downs throwing the ball, and I'm like, keep throwing it. Go right to the end zone. That's what I thought they were going to do. I could feel it sitting in. Uh, that end zone, yeah. Section three eighteen with the blue collar fans. I could feel they're going to go win this game, and instead, I started to watch the clock, and he's not stopping it. He's not using his timeouts. He left a timeout on the board. That's where you can't even it, take a timeout and design a shot to the end zone, right? And and so there's a there's a difference there between like not giving Seattle another chance if you fail, which. But if you're worried about giving Seattle another chance, why would you take the chance on the coin flip where they're going to get the ball, which they did, and if they score a touchdown, they win the game, which they they did. they did, yeah. Right? Yeah, and that's... It, when you're doing that, you want to play for. Give me give me a seam shot to Sam Laporta. They, Bobby Wagner couldn't cover him at all. He was open all game. You know, hit me with a wheel route to Khalif Raymond down the sideline. Give me Jameer Gibbs Go on a, to the on a end zone and try, try and win one. It. Try one. Back shoulder, far, you know, flag. Uh, yeah, trust that Jared Goff is not going to make a mistake there. And by and large, he's been really good about not making mistakes. You think his pick six, uh, but then again, Jared's leading you back, so the pick six is out the window. Yeah, it is. You know, I, Gibbs, I thought Goff did a fantastic job of putting that behind him. Exactly. So did I. And then you know, Gibbs had a chance. What looked like where we were at that this was going to be a ninety-five yard. Touchdown yeah, drops. He's, he's got to catch that one. Got to catch and that. And then, and then also on the pick six, that was a timing play. Supposedly, Gibbs was supposed to be in that spot. I know Goff tried to deflect it, right? He did. And so, there's been a whole lot of talk about that. I will say that no matter where Gibbs was supposed to be, Goff still threw it behind him. Um, even if he was, even if he had sat on the route, which he'd done two or three plays earlier on the same on the same drive, um, they had done it, done that where Gibbs sat and they did get a completion. The ball was behind that point, too. So I'm, I'm leaning that it's more on Goff, regardless of whether Gibbs was in the right or the wrong. It was a bad throw. And Montgomery's fumble to start the second half. That, that, was, to, me was yeah. the, that to me, was the biggest play mm-hmm. of the game. Mm-hmm. Because the Lions, were, you know, they survived the first half where they didn't have their A game and they were still leading. They still had, they had and I thought they were going to take care of the business they needed to and, I did too. and, and win by double digits. I thought they were going to dig it. I thought they were really going to seize the moment there. And that, that just... It fundamentally altered the rest of the script of the game, and uh, when you when you let Pete Carroll and a good football team write the script, it's not going to be a happy story. Well, what for what you. about Aaron Glenn playing so far off uh, receivers? You know, and not is, adjusting at all during the game. That's the frustrating part: is that you know that Jerry Jacobs can't cover DK Metcalf, Boy, he was and, bad, and, and that's he? not that's not just Jerry. Nobody oh. can give him some help. Like if you're not going to let him press, and they didn't, and that's what he's good at. You know, shade your safety over. Blitz from that side so Gino can't see him. Like, do something to help help your guy out. And they didn't do that. And that, that was frustrating. Uh, the, the, the way that they were so passive on defense, that's not what Aaron Glenn's all about. That's, that's not what that style of defense is designed to do. And that was really maddening because that was much more harkening back to the Matt Patricia era where everything was read and react. And you had it with Jelani Tobias, the slowest linebacker in the league, reading and reacting in the middle. Like, don't you know that doesn't work? Like, you've seen that that doesn't work. Stop doing that, especially when you got a team 
DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, that's a really, really good offense. With Walker and Charbonnet? With, with, yeah. Are you that, kidding me? They're loaded. Look, look at their weapons. They, they and are they were missing their left and right tackle and you in that game, right? I, I think the blitz percentage was 6%, which was the lowest of any team in the league. Yeah, last Jacobs week. was so bad early. How do you not get him out or get him help or, or you, you come up something. and do something? Aaron Glenn, let's let's remember at 1-6 and six last year, there was a lot of talk. You know, uh, Pleasant was showing the door, right? He Is was. It, okay, so then Aaron Glenn's on the hot seat. And they finished 8-2 and two because they were bringing everything. Because he got more creative and exactly. more aggressive. And he's gotten away from that. In- they have in, in, the, in the first two years with, with Dan Campbell. There, there's a pattern here. That's why this game, which we'll get into in a moment against the Falcons who have great young talent. They do. Right? They do. Is that, that, This game is so important because you can't lose two at home and think you're going to be a playoff team. No. And then, just to advance it, the next game, Thursday night in Green Bay. Short turnaround. Very short turnaround. You're a wounded team right now. You cannot, you can't take that risk going into there because I, I don't think the Green Bay is going to win this week. I, I picked them to lose. I think that... This is a chance for the Lions to get it. If they win the next two games, I think we're still feeling pretty darn good about Dan Campbell and the team. But if they're two and two, God forbid, one and three, you just talked about the bad starts. Then, then that's something that that's that conversation is only going to get amplified, and that's that's not something that that we want in the media, that the fans want, that the players want, and certainly not that Dan Campbell wants. And not that vibe that I felt in downtown Detroit on. Sunday between Tin Roof and Harry's and the pregame bashes, it felt like I was walking into a playoff game. It absolutely felt. And, it, and it really, I, I wasn't at this game. I watched. This, I was there. It I, felt like I was a playoff there for three game hours, coverage. four hours before kickoff. Right with the two parties at Tin Roof and Harry's, and it felt like a playoff game. It did when you went in. The crowd, they were ready. That's why they're roaring. You have a chance, Dan Campbell. Uh, to win it and never took a shot. And now I agree with you. If they win Sunday and flip it and win quick and get another break and they're 3-1 and one because injuries are a factor, we're going to talk about that in our next segment, a huge factor uh, out of that Seattle game. You know, we remarked how injury-free it seemed to be after Kansas City, and it was just it was it was, a it was doctor's a- office uh, roll call list for both teams. By the way, right. Se- Seattle had eleven people on their injury list yesterday. Um, the going into that game, they had two, both their tackles. Well, one of them went well, on. Look IR, at Diggs. So. The corner goes out for Cowboys. The game is so fast, and the players are so big that the key is, and this is where the Lions still are okay. Their depth that I talked about during the summer, right? You look at what you're bringing in Tracy Walker, who was your leading tackler two years in a row. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's great. I I want to get to that. Let's get to a break, and we'll talk more about the injuries and how they play into the the short turnaround, something people have talked about, too, with that game Sunday and then at Green Bay on Thursday Night Football. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N, Lions Wire, Draft Wire on Twitter. Twitter, I shared one of his stories, the top 50 prospects uh, in college football. We'll talk about uh, J.J. McCarthy really didn't elevate his NFL stock against Bowling Green. He's not on that list, Bill. No, no, no. no. After, <laughs> after Bowling Green, he's not on the Heisman list anymore. It's all Pac-12 quarterbacks, basically, on the Heisman list. Uh, 
Draft Wire, Lions Wire, Twitter, Facebook, and online. Also, if you have a Lions question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for my good friend, Matt Golden. Now, he's the CEO and GM at the Tullymore Golf Resort. They're in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids. And fall golf is here, and they have some huge deals you can take advantage of on stay-and-play packages, tee times, and more. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. Golf.com. Also, if you want to book a Christmas party for the holidays, you want to squeeze in a business meeting with some golf and great food and beverages, Matt Golden and his team can take care of you right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're also booking big groups who want stay-and-play packages, or maybe you just want to look ahead to the perfect weekend in 2024. Remember, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Book your stay-and-play package or get more info now at TullymoreGolf.com. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Go bowling for bucks to win premium play prizes that are right up your alley. Drawings are every Friday in September from 7 to 11 p.m. And one lucky winner every hour strikes up to $3,000 premium play. Roll the ball and hit your lucky strike with Bowling for Bucks. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back in hour number two on a football Friday being presented by McDonald's of Michigan. Check out their best burger lineup uh, on the board at all McDonald's across Michigan. And I recommend the saucier, tastier, juicier Big Mac. Had one on the way home from the Lions game last Sunday at the Fowlerville McDonald's with my buddy Raz. Mm, it was awesome. 
was the best thing about that day was my Big Mac at the Fowlerville uh, McDonald's. I the traffic out of Detroit just drives me nuts. I, I you know going in you're pumped up. It's game day, right? You know the parties at Tin Roof and Harry's, but uh, coming home and then the loss of the drive seems like it's 19 hours, and then the injuries. They they hit in game. More news after the game with CJ and others. Uh, the thigh bruise with Montgomery. I mean, we'll, we'll go down the laundry list right now, uh, but uh, yeah. it's a, it's not an excuse. It's reality. When you look at the current injury situation with the Lions, looking not only at the Atlanta game on Sunday, but Green Bay next Thursday and beyond, uh, go through what you've heard and where things are at with the Lions in terms of injuries. Yeah, so there were five players this week that did not practice at all, and that's a pretty darn good sign that they're not going to play on Sunday. David Montgomery, Taylor Decker, Halapula Vaitai. Emmanuel Mosley, who hasn't practiced at all, don't 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 expect that anytime soon. And then Kirby Joseph, and that one's a little bit more surprising because this is a guy who finished the game. Uh, he's had a hip injury, it not looking good. Two thirds of your offensive line, or two of the five, yeah, is concerning to me. It is uh, because you're you pretty much have six for your depth now. I will give Matt Nelson his due credit. I thought he played well against Seattle as the right tackle, and I thought Panay did. Did fine for left tackle for getting very few reps there because last Friday they practiced with Halapula Vadi Vaitai as their left tackle and kept Panay on the right side and put Graham Glasgow. They decided that combination wasn't going to work. So Panay didn't even get a full week of practice to do the left, to switch back from the right side to the left side. So I, I will give him credit on that. I think he will do very well this Sunday against Atlanta, a team that doesn't pressure the quarterback very well. Uh, and I, I think that that's, that's one of the keys to this game and why I'm still optimistic about the Lions winning. But Kirby Joseph, I mean, C.J. Gardner-Johnson's already on injured reserve. You're playing without your two starting safeties in this game. That means your starting safeties will be Brian Branch, who's fine in that slot role, but do we want him doing other things with that? And, and Tracy Walker coming in. Walker, again, your leading tackler two years in a row, 2020, 2020 and 2021. He's coming off the Achilles injury. Um, he's not the playmaker that C.J. Gardner-Johnson or Kirby Joseph is. So that's that's a little concerning. Uh, and now your depth is Will Harris and Ifiata Malifon, who I don't think many Lions fans, and I will raise my hand there, don't have a lot of confidence in those guys. Um, will Harris, great guy, incredible locker room presence, great guy for us to deal with in the media. Probably not a guy that you want playing more than about 25% of your snaps, and he could be thrust into a lot more action than that this week. And that's that's a little disturbing. Um, you're already, you know, you've, you've lost Josh Paschal. He's on injured reserve. You know, there there's there's some issues with, with the depth there that, you know. Now, CJ's a huge loss. That, that's a massive loss. He, he's a, from the day he stepped on uh, the OTA fields, he's been an emotional spark plug. Absolutely. That was desperately needed. Uh, on the field and off the field for this Lions team. 100%. And that cannot be stated strongly enough. He he was the catalyst for the attitude that this Lions defense plays with or wants to play with. And I think that's going to be missed. And that's going to be because Tra- Tracy Walker is a great leader. He's a multiple-year team captain. He's not that. They're like That's not his personality. He's he's a little bit more subdued, you know, feed off my energy, but not like I'm. He's not a trash talker, and I think I think CJ with the 
the ill-fated face masks or you know, ski masks that didn't work. It was cool. I'm glad they tried it. I'm, I'm glad it's gone too. But uh, that 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 sort of galvanizing energy just isn't there. And you know, Alex Anzalone is a good leader, but that's that's not what he brings either. And I think that they are going to miss that. And I think that's something that that bears watching. Who fills that void or that vacuum? Because uh, you're you're right on. He brought something to the team that they lacked. And I don't know if they have anybody else that can bring that back, or certainly not to the. the Hutch might be able to be, you know, but he's got to start uh, getting sacks. Which he, we'll talk needs, about that. He in needs a to get some. He needs to get some finishes. He's got. He needs 17, to touch a quarterback. Seventeen pressures uh, leads the league, uh, if you believe Pro Football Focus, and I do. Uh, and pressures are important because it can flush a QB out of the pocket. I know sacks are sacks, but pressures can't be overlooked. That you are forcing the You're QB f- out of the pocket, timing. Maybe yeah. they chuck the ball out of bounds. That, that's right? a, that's a bigger thing against Patrick Mahomes than it is against Geno Smith. Now Desmond Ritter can also run. He's quarterback this week, and this is one of those where this is a game where you want them to throw the ball at you because they have Bajon Robinson. That guy's really good. Their offensive line does not get credit. They're really, really good at what they do, especially run blocking. So the best option for you is to have Desmond Ritter, who's not all that aggressive at, at attacking down the field. Their receivers are they're okay. They're not they're not they're not what we've seen in the, in the first two weeks. Uh, you know, th- this is one of those where you kind of want you almost want the pressure, but you also want to get the sack because this is a guy who will give the ball up. And make mistakes under pressure, and that's not something that Patrick Mahomes or Geno Smith did. I thought Geno Smith, he was really good, man. He, that that guy has he named his weapons. Well, let's be honest. Yeah. Okay. There, he does not, and it's tight ends. The depth there, he he does not have a weak weapon, and when healthy, the O line's one of the better ones in the league. They are, and that, that's a, that, and that was one of the things that frustrated me about about being in Lions Land this week was people talking crap about the Seahawks, even after they beat us. Like, guys, that's a good football team. That that's not a fluke. I know they lost to the Rams in the first week. That's kind of a matchup issue for them um, in the way that, that they are a matchup issue for us. And I, I, I think you're going to see Seattle win a whole lot of football games. And I don't think it's going to be one of those where the Lions are worried about a tiebreaker this year because I think Seattle's going to win that many more games. So tip your cap to them. And I think that's something that um, we talked about on the Detroit Lions podcast this week about sometimes the other team just has your number a little bit. And I think that's the case. And Glover Quinn talked about it after the game. He put it up on Twitter. You know, Seattle just feels like they have our number. Now, now we got to go get Atlanta, and that that's a team where we've had some battles over the years. You know, you remember remember the Golden Tate incident with the the ten second runoff, where where most of us learned about the ten second runoff, where because uh, Joe Lombardi didn't call a play that went into the end zone. Was it just short? Yeah, line. right. It was just short of the goal line, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Attention to detail. Important. It's important. <laughs> Atlanta, by the way, at least on the injury report, you know, uh, they're healthy. So they, they, look pretty, thing. they look pretty clean. And the that. Lions are walking in limp, and the game is at home. Uh, the receiving core is not solid. Uh, and not, you, you have to make Ritter beat you. That has to be yeah, your Aaron Glenn uh, defensive game plan on the Lions side. You right? do not want them giving Bajan Robinson the ball 25 times. That's that's not a recipe for, for the, your defense to win. Uh, now they're going to get him some some throws as well, and he's he's been really really good. And uh, you know they're health, like you said they're pretty healthy. We're coming in, you know, Amon Ra, Josh Reynolds. They're both hobbled. They're going to play, or I would certainly expect that they're going to play. 
you know, you got you got a lot of there's just a lot of that was a brutal football game and and Seattle's injury list this week is going to look that way too they're they're going to be missing some dudes as well you got to you got to focus on on coming out of that and lean on your depth and hope that some of the players that haven't necessarily stepped up so far looking at you Aline McNeil looking at you <laughs> uh cam sutton needs to be better quite frankly i think he's been solid but he's, he's got to do more you, you got to get more out of the guys that you're expecting to be your frontline players and dan campbell i thought dan campbell said that directly he didn't identify the players uh and we, we talked about it in, the, in the segment i did on monday we can we can identify who some of those players are cam sutton is one ali mcneil is one i i think jameer gibbs is one i think that you're gonna have to see more out of him uh he has Put that ball that he put on the ground was very dispiriting. You know that's that's life with a rookie running back, and that's one of the reasons why you don't necessarily want to rely on running back on rookies so much. But now your running backs, you know, with with Montgomery gone, Gibbs has to step up because I, I know fans love Bam Knight because he's got a cool nickname, and you know his actual name Zonovan's pretty darn cool too. Cut by the Jets. I mean that that says something. Craig Reynolds. Uh, Craig Reynolds looks like a backup. You know, the one thing I I mentioned this from seeing Will Harris when he came in, when Branch cramped up in the Kansas City game, that guys that were starters for the Lions the last couple of years, it it was really apparent about the the talent level, the quality of it in front of them. That when we see them step back, I, I just this this game feels like a step back game for me. The end of what I watched against Seattle uh, where we're going now with the injuries into Atlanta. Atlanta with mojo, momentum, a lot of great young athletic talent. It, it feels like what I've watched the first two starts in terms of years with Dan Campbell. It has to change. They have to find a way to win Sunday and next Thursday, and all's good. If they're three and one, oh, it's great. We're going to be laughing at how we reacted this week collectively. As well, we laugh. We look back at one and six, where you're questioning Campbell, questioning Glenn. There was a lot of that questioning schemes, being aggressive. All this, right? Oh, ten and one, the same thing. Is he in over his head? Can can he handle? And then we watch him finish eight and two, and they start that. They they win games at Lambeau and at Arrowhead, two of the toughest places to post W's in the NFL. And I think that's And we get that garbage that I watch in terms of coaching and no adjustments and ten yards off the ball, straight out of the Matt Patricia playbook that I'm playing for the tie in overtime. It made me sick to my stomach. And I hope that they've learned from that. And we'll see on Sunday. Um, I'm fairly confident they will, but I can't say that I'm fully sold on it. The injury if they had CJ and they had Montgomery. And it was a learning curve, and I get it, even though I'm tired of talking about Dan Campbell learning how to be a head coach or the Lions learning a lesson in a game that they should have won because last year, the Seattle game, we all said, will come back to haunt them, and what happened? Came back to haunt them. It sure did. On the final day of the regular season for the Lions. Had they won that game? Or the Carolina game. Uh, that, that Yeah. But we've seen those eggs. Carolina. It looked horrible, and they found a way to regroup. I, how can they flip the script? I want you to answer this. Yeah. And Jeff Risden, by the way, from Lions Wire, Draft Wire at Jeff R I S D O N on Twitter, one of our Lions NFL insiders. How have they flipped the script so fast, either game to game or the two starts from piss poor play to uh, looking like a playoff team? 
I think that's where the resiliency of Dan Campbell comes in. And I think he's good at that. You know, we're going to criticize. We're also going to give him some flowers when he deserves it. He's really good at moving on from a loss and figuring out how to. That, that Carolina game last year, that, that was one of the worst games I've ever seen from Detroit, like going back years and years and years. And I think some of that was because we had expectations. We had so much momentum going into that game, and it crashed and burned, and it was obvious from the first Carolina drive when we couldn't do a darn thing to stop them. I think that's why this game, they got to come out and seize the moment, win the first quarter, and, and just – Suck the life out of Atlanta, man. Clip the Falcons' wings. Don't let them have any hope about it. They're a team that's built to play with the lead. They're not a team that's built to come back. Detroit isn't either, by the way, even though they did very nicely last week. You, know, you come out and you you don't save things for the third and fourth quarter in this game. You, you, you got pocket aces, lay them down all in right away. See if they can call your bluff or, or if they want to challenge it and then see if it's a bluff. That's that's what my recipe would be for this week because I think I think these Lions and Jared Goff especially respond really well to that. Like let, let show me show me have faith in me coach. Let me let me go do this cuz I got this. And and he's shown that he can do that. I think the team has shown they can do that. I think it's up to Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson and and Aaron Glenn on defense to let the guys go get it. Because I think they have the ability to do it, but it, you can't you can't sit around and wait for it in this one because that's a good football team. They're two and zero. They're playing with motivation. Look, they got three. They got two other teams in that division that are unbeaten. Like they got to keep up with Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. They got to keep up with Derek Carr and the Saints. As crazy as that sounds, they you know there, there's some pressure on them to keep this going too. And by the way, uh, that division is on the Lions' schedule. I love the. Luck of the rotation. Uh, Jeff, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, you're with us until the end of the show. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N on Twitter, one of our Lions NFL insiders. If you have a Lions question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Mercantile Bank of Michigan Base Bank with Michigan-based decision makers and Michigan-based team members so your lions questions 1-866-838-4843 at huge show on twitter the huge show on facebook i do want to get his thoughts on getting after ritter and jordan love next thursday with jeff uh, why 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 no sacks why no adjustments why nothing creative defensively from glenn uh, and those players we'll talk about that next Everything huge, 24-7 at net. No one cares what you've been through. No one cares about your hopes, your dreams, your desire to make a difference in this world. Guess what? That isn't true. Law enforcement cares. That's why people join the force. Maybe they came from a world where those things are true. Maybe they didn't. But here's something they have in common. They do care. Maybe you should consider being around people who truly care about you. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org and start the conversation. Join Van Andel Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. You can participate in a day of fun and exercise all while supporting breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. 
I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older than Michigan to play. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking, and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerkPerks.com, member FDIC. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? All I have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan, wrapping up Hour 2 on a football Friday. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Lions and the Falcons on Sunday in downtown Detroit with the hype. Sold-out season. Uh, Just the buzz on the Lions since beating Kansas City. They have got to win that game. And then the short turnaround and Thursday night football with the Packers at Lambeau. Two huge games. Uh, for the Lions, and if they win both, they're 3-1, and one, and they set up the season, and I think a couple of things, they need to stay as healthy as they can out of this game, get the W would be number one, health would be number two, maybe uh, some sacks, uh, getting to the quarterback, and you got a mobile guy in Ritter uh, with the Falcons. Why, why the struggles uh, defensively on that front line? What is it? They're just not getting the interior push that, that you expected from Ali McNeil. He's been a disappointment to me specifically. But Why also, is that? He's just, he's just not getting home. He's not getting off blocks the way we saw him do it this summer. Uh, he, he was a – like, we all know Frank Ragnall is a pretty good center. And we, we went up against the Giants and, and the, the Jaguars in joint practice. Ali McNeil was, was arguably the best player on the field. And it has not translated into the regular season. It's very frustrating. The guys around him, Levi Anzarike, that was bad the other day. Uh, you're not getting anything out of Benito Jones. You know, you're missing Josh Pascal. John Kaminsky had one nice play, and the rest of the game he was kind of invisible. That was just unusual for him. They got to start getting home better. Um, it can't just be Hutchinson and, and flushing a guy, and then there's nobody there to, on the other side to get it. You know, James Houston was not playing well. Now he's hurt. He's probably out for the season. You know, you you got to you got to you got to find somebody that can come in. Maybe a Romeo Okora, who I thought played okay against Seattle. Maybe he can get home. Maybe you know that that sort of outside in contain rush because if you're not getting that pressure up the gut. Okay, then your guys at least have to hold the spot so they can't run up the middle. And and Ritter doesn't have an escape lane there. And that's not something that they've done a very good job at, unfortunately. Uh, that you know, The run defense has been really good. 
And the, the line does deserve some credit for that, as do the linebackers and Derek Barnes especially. But, you know, the, they, they've got to get home. You, you can't have one sack in two games. You just can't. And, and by the way, that, that was an awful decision by Geno Smith more than it was a, it was a great play by Anzalone. But he had, he had 9.2 seconds to throw that ball and didn't. Nine point two. That that's that's a mm. really really long sack time. Now Hutchinson is getting pressures. He's getting quickly. Somebody else has to help him up, step up, and, and start finishing some of those plays. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Also follow Jeff on Twitter. Unbelievable tweets at Jeff R I S D O N. If you have a Lions question for us, at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show. On Facebook, or you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1 866 838 That's 1 Huge. And if you miss any of our conversation about the Lions and the Falcons, if you're just joining us or you want to tell some friends, just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and you can catch up and listen on your schedule Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Podcasts are free. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.